one thing I've learned after all these years, you're gonna save yourself a whole lot of tears. Don't try to figure out who was wrong and who was right. Got them moving along, baby. Punches. Hi, everybody. Your old friend Mike Houlihan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. Coming at you once again from the bunker from an undisclosed uh, location. This is show number 257, believe it or not. And we're brought to you by Madden Funds, Local 150, Sheehy Funeral Home, where all the right people go. Fox's Pizza, Flood Brothers, and Guinness is good for you. Oh, what a show we got tonight. You know, every night, every Saturday night, we're on global Irish radio from 7 to 8, and you can get that on your computer at gir.ie. Then, of course, the podcasts are usually up by Sunday at hibernianradio.org. And uh, have a great guest on the show tonight, Peter Searby. He is the founder of the Riverside Club for Adventure. Is that? And Imagination. And Imagination. Um, He's also a musician, interesting guy, and and, uh, he was raised in northern Virginia, during a time before suburbia had encroached too much upon the wild beauty of the region. <laughs> and as a kid, this is obviously, he. it's about kids, young boys, basically, who should be trained in adventure, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's that's the, uh, my book, Casting Fire, just came out. Which I just it. happened to have in my hand oh, here. Oh, there Peter. it is. <laughs> you know what, and there's something I, uh, the Riverside Theater, Riverside Tutorial, which is the school, uh, serves a a very specific purpose to inspire the young through a creative approach to education which focuses on story expression the imagination friendship culture adventures in the outdoors and making and building things all of this is rooted in a powerful sense that we are all on an adventurous pilgrimage to heaven that's it man that's what this is all about and i think that's inspired and uh, I have a nine-year-old grandson. I'd like to uh, have him get that kind of spark. Uh, and you started this 10 years ago? Yeah, it was 10 years ago. I I was teaching in schools yeah. for several years, you know, up to almost 15, 20 years okay. teaching in different schools. And I, I always thought it was a little bit of a divine trick somehow that God played on me, that he put me back in the place that I actually disliked yeah. heavily. Yeah. I did not like school. I, I struggled a lot. Um, they said I had a learning disability. Oh, wow. And um, just lack of focus, kind of daydreaming a lot. And I think I, I thought something was wrong with me because yeah. most of my teachers, I think, said that. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of wonderful, good people, too, that I, I met as teachers and, and role models. But in the classroom, I always felt super restless. Yeah. And I just, there was a lot of passivity, you know, yeah. just kind of sitting there. And I just yeah. wanted to break out and do something. Right. Because I felt like a lot of it was paperwork, uh, listening. I mean, listening is important, but like 
six hours in the day sitting in desks. Yeah. And it comes to a point where you're just like shaking. Well, do you have brothers and sisters? I have, uh, yeah, I have five brothers and one sister. Okay. Yeah. Well, that helps because I had five older brothers and that's the school of hard knocks. Uh, it, I was the second oldest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was, yeah, we were raucous. Yeah. We, yeah. we loved getting outdoors and playing sports. And, yeah. and then um, there's a lot of music in my home. Oh, good. And so I think as a kid, I was. Were your mom and dad musicians? No, but my dad, he sang Irish songs. No kidding. He, he grew up in Queens, New York. What's his name? His name is Robert Serby. No kidding. And, uh, I had a bar in Queens, New York. Rockaway Beach. The Hooley Dooley. No yeah. way, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, both my parents grew up in Queens. Okay, good for and, them. And yeah. uh, my yeah. mom's... A lot of Irish out there, I can tell Yeah, he's, he was Irish for sure. Begley is our, is our name. Okay. Um, Do you know who Seamus Begley is? Seamus Begley. Very famous Irish musician. I don't know if he's still around okay. or not. Yeah. No. Okay. But, yeah. um, but he sang a lot of Irish songs yeah. growing up. So we had the Clancy Brothers. Sure. In our we did home. too, yeah. And grow up on all that. Yeah, yeah we loved it. Yeah. It's just the yeah. old Irish songs. And, yeah. and my mom brought Motown. She loved mm-hmm. Motown mm-hmm. Uh, and the Supremes. Uh-huh. And, the, and then my brother James brought in all sorts of music to the home, like from every rock and roll, all the 80s, all the current pop stuff. Cool. So I was immersed in music as a kid growing up. And I, I think I just realized too late that I was more on the creative artistic side of things. Yeah. And that the schools I went to were not always geared towards people that were on the creative or art side. Yeah. And so I struggled a lot. And it was only later, really, that I started, uh, when I started playing music uh, and getting more into writing, yeah. that I realized I had this desire to tell stories and to perform. Uh, and I wanted to, the experiences I had playing with bands, Sure. I wanted to give kids the same kind of, experience of like a fellowship yeah doing something the creative camaraderie and everything yeah. it's like a brotherhood yeah like when you have a band yeah. you become a sort of family a brotherhood doing something super creative that you're proud of yeah and uh, that's what i wanted to give to kids in different ways is to especially boys yeah because i felt like boys struggle the most mm-hmm. a lot of times they in, do yeah in, in schools so yeah and that, so 10 years ago i started riverside so you were already a teacher yeah. And you said, now nah, I'm going to start this imagination thing. Yeah, I was. The, sometimes you find teachers like this at schools where they don't quite fit in. Yeah. Like they don't like the rigid schedules yeah. and the way classes are all formatted towards testing. Yeah. And they they're sort of want to give the kids a, a memorable experience, something right. that really moves their heart. And I, I think I felt that down deep. I just I disliked school as a kid. And then I started Yeah. And I said, well, why don't I just go do what I think I would have loved? as a boy yeah and all of a sudden it started really resonating with a lot of families out in the west suburbs cool of chicago yeah. now most of these kids are homeschooled right they are i was first going to start a school yeah i was going to start like the ultimate school for boys yeah yeah and started making an adventurous landscape cool and then i realized i don't know if i want to do that because then all of a sudden you have massive amount of administration and all the things you got to deal with when you start a school. Bureaucracy. Yeah, so yeah. I, I said, I don't want bureaucracy. I don't want to deal with all of that. I just want to start a program that's dedicated to storytelling, the arts, outdoor adventure, and making and building things. Yeah. And uh, I said, these are the things I like, Yeah. and I hope other people love it. And that's what happened is that all of a sudden they said, well, this is what we think boys need too. Um, 
And I remember the first time I remember I met John Shine. Oh yeah. So John John's Shine, an old friend of ours. I yeah. was playing. I was a playing musician. in the Great Whiskey Project. Yeah. And we were playing. Um, you know, like lots of gigs downtown, especially during St. Patrick's sure, time. Yeah. And we got to be good friends. And John, I told John, I showed him the vision of this idea I had. Yeah. And he said, well, I know tons of homeschool families. Yes. And you got to meet he, this one guy. Does he homeschool guy. his kids? Yeah. He does, yeah. 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 So he introduced me to his friends, and his friends were connected to everybody. Oh, there's a whole network of them. Yeah. yeah so yeah. We, we had a big uh, meeting in their living room. Yeah. This is the place where there's Irish sessions. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, and they all loved it yeah. and just said, where do we sign up? And no it, be- kidding. it began. Yeah. And is it like on Saturdays or how does it work? No, since it's homeschool, you can have it every day. Oh, sure. So, I mean, basically what happens is almost every day of the week, boys come, different groups of boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, an average of 25 to 30 per day. Wow. And then they come to us and <clears throat> we teach them. I mean, we do radio shows. Oh, no kidding. We do film. We do theater. Yeah. We do art. Music, um, like any way you can tell a story, yeah. We try to give them those experiences, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then they do like we just did a radio show, it was called Believe It or Not, we, you know, the Ripley's Believe It or sure, Not, sure, sure. So, yeah. we did a whole radio show on uh, taking some of the old scripts of Ripley's, yeah. I loved that as a kid, the yeah. comic strip, yeah, Ripley. yeah. The com- we were using the comic strip for yeah. facts, and uh, and then we did we did fake commercials, yeah, like. <laughs> funny commercials yeah. that the boys come up with and then I teach them how to do a jingle. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, they did one, it was kind of ridiculous, called Rent-A-Friend. Yeah. So yeah. they said, you know, is your child struggling yeah, with friend. having friends? Yeah. You yeah. can rent a friend for only such yeah. and such. Yeah. And then I came up with a song called Rent-A-Friend for them. Oh, cool. And so it was kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we uh, almost every day except Tuesdays. Tuesdays are sometimes our theater day Oh yeah. or... These days, we've taken Tuesdays off, and because of my book, I wanted to focus on Tuesdays to do yeah. a lot more promotion of yeah. this, this, this idea. Oh, by the way, you're going to be at uh, the Irish American Heritage Center on, let me see here, January 13th. What day is that, do you know? I got a calendar here. Saturday? A Saturday night? I think Hang it's on. a Saturday night. Uh, let me just check. I should know that. Um, <laughs> January. Should be Saturday. Hey, yeah, I got last year's calendar here. Where the, Oh, January. January 13th is a Saturday night, yeah. So Saturday night at the Irish American Heritage Center at 7 o'clock. Of course, uh, 4626 North Knox Avenue. Uh, and uh, it's Peter Searby and special musical guest, The Great Whiskey Project, a terrific band that we used to have on the Skinny and Hooley show. Yes. Uh, Basil and the Rathbones, is that your band? That's yeah. That's a terrific name. A friend, friends of mine got together, and we uh, decided to start Cool. An Irish sea shanty band. Okay. And uh, so you're putting out a concert that night, and then you're gonna, it's going to launch the book and everything at the same time, right? Yeah, I think the theme of the night, well, I know, the theme of the night is going to be uh, fellowships of creative endeavor. Yeah. So the idea is, is that I wanted to bring to the forefront some of the fellowships I've had that inspired me, and, and a lot of those have to do with music. Uh-huh. So I wanted to bring these two bands that I've played with, mm-hmm. and then actually some, some kids who have grown up playing music with me at Riverside. Yeah. And they'll be playing drums and guitar and bass. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Entering into an imaginative landscape where story and song cast a vision of a creative fellowship. That's good. Um, well, I wish this was around when I was a kid because uh, 
you know, I got in a lot of trouble and <laughs> but eventually found my way. You know, I, I'm into that. I, I w was a young actor and now I'm an old man just trying to go crazy. <laughs> but loving it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, um, so it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, now, do you, have, do you go on canoe trips with the kids and stuff like that? Yeah, actually, the first one of the first trips I came up with with the boys was called the Huck Finn trip. Oh wow! And it was actually it started because I was at a school where I used to do this trip, and they said the liability was too great. Oh sure. And they nixed it. Yeah. And at that point, that was actually a little bit of spark for me because yeah. when they said I couldn't do that with boys, I said, "Well, if you can't do that, yeah, then there's something okay. wrong." Yeah. And so at that moment, I said, "I need to start something else." It was brewing in my mind for a long time, yeah. but that was sort of a spark. And so when I started Riverside, we'd go up to the Wisconsin River. Oh, wow. And we'd go three days canoe camping, yeah. uh, hopping islands. They call it the River of a Thousand Isles. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's beautiful. It's called the Driftless Region. So you have all of these, these gorgeous hills and yeah. um, these uh, bald eagles and golden eagles flying overhead. Cool. And then... Each island, each year is different. You know, you have little lagoons and streams running through them. Yeah. So you have to kind of find your home for the night. Now, do you do this by yourself? Or no. Do you have a staff? And I, have a, I have a staff. I okay. have um, some tutors, some teachers. Okay. And then a lot of fathers. I try to engage oh, the, that's the dads, yeah. too. So that's a, like a father-son trip. Yeah. When I was a kid, now I had five older brothers, mm -hmm. and uh, we all went to a Catholic boys camp in Cecil, Wisconsin called Camp Tivoli. Okay. And every age group had a cabin. You know, there's like 10 kids in a cabin. It was one of the greatest adventures of my life. Mm. Uh, and my brothers had all gone there and everything. But it was just cool because you'd go horseback riding. You'd go to the firing range. You'd go to the archery. Yeah. Uh, I won the boxing trophy in 1959, I'd like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. And it was Camp Tivoli Camp. I love it, I love it spelled backwards. It's still there, I think. But... Uh, such great memories of that. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was all boys, and their priests would, you know, I, I, there was a priest, Father Arnie, who was the head of the, you know, the horses. And he, Father Arnie used to take a little drop now and then, and he'd get <laughs> hammered. <laughs> Funny, though. Uh, I both, we also had campfires where you had the theater oh, yeah. thing and everything. Oh, yeah. I think that's where I first got the theater bug, to tell you the truth. Um, anyway, it's great that you're doing it, you know, and there's not enough outlets for that. Yeah, I mean, the camp, uh, I always, when I first started Riverside, I remember I'd give examples of camps because mm -hmm. I said, well, how could your son be so, enjoy a camp during the summer so much yeah. for this very limited time? Yeah. And then for the rest of the year, They're it's drudgery. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why don't you just make more of the year, yeah. like spice in more of the camp style way of learning, and it probably will enliven them a lot more. Because I, I love, we do, this year we're doing survival. Oh, wow. So it was how to make a fire, yeah. what you can eat in the wild. Uh. It was how to make a shelter. It was, um, we did fishing. Oh, yeah, sure. And they, they caught a lot of fish. Oh, it was yeah. great. Yeah. And um, so the boys have loved it. Yeah. Just making fires and fishing and archery. And um, we play airsoft, which is... Uh, Basically, you shoot each other with little BBs. Oh, like Nerf guns? Oh, no, BBs. No, they're yeah. like, not metal BBs. Okay. They're yeah. plastic, and you wear protection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it stings a little bit. <laughs> and As it should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this place called Black Ops. Yeah. Up in Wisconsin and, and Bristol. Ops? Black, Black Ops. This place is like hundreds of acres yeah. of fortifications and, oh, wow. and um, 
what do you call them? Not gullies. What do you trenches? Oh yeah, trenches. And the boys were just battling each were they other. They trained soldiers there or something. Like, no, I mean you got a lot of wannabes that go oh, sure. play airsoft. It's yeah. it, that's what happens. But yeah. but no, we the boys love it because it's a little bit of danger. Yeah, you have to protect each other. There's a bit of a sense of fear of that pain. Yeah. that you're gonna get. So uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's good for them. They love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to do a song for us? Sure. Yeah, I wanted to intro this one actually because yeah, sure. um, this I think it connects to your your program and to the Irish a bit because okay. I wrote a musical year, really? years yeah. ago called The Hedgerow. The Hedgerow, like in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about... Where the schools were. Yeah. It was about the, a hedge school. Yeah. And it was about a boy named Alec Begley. Yeah. Uh, I, I use my, my Why not? Irish name. Begley is a very famous name in Irish music as well. Yeah. And uh, so it's about how they were being persecuted. Yeah. And there was this one Hedgerow master who was teaching them, and what happened was that they began to get very persecuted, and he had to go on the run and go undercover. Oh. And there was this arch-villain. It gets a little fairy tale-ish, because there's an arch-villain who uses these banshees under the guise of the English government to to hunt down the last bards. Yeah. And so the idea is that they're hunting down the bards, and they find, when they're in big trouble, they find the hidden people, what I call the Keltori, the hidden, the hidden people of Slivanon. Oh, cool. And so there's this whole battle, you know, between the hidden people and these, the hedge schools and then the English and this villain. But this is a song um, about St. Patrick. Oh, good. It's somebody in the, they sing about yeah. Patrick in the song. So okay. It's called The Irish Bard. Peter Searby. On an island alone in the sea Walked a man who was called in a dream As a boy he was sold And put in the hold Of a pirate ship bound for Tyrolee Spent seven long years as a slave Till he found his escape on the way But the spirit was strong of old Ireland's song God sent him back home to say Come and walk with us again Cried the voice Hiberian Come and walk in Ireland On the banks of the Boyne he arrived Lit a fire in the souls of that tribe And inspired the heart of an old Irish bard Who followed him all of his life On the top of a mountain one night was surrounded by a terrible sight There were snakes all around Come up from the ground But Patrick was ready to fight He lifted his staff in the air Offered up 
powerful prayer And the snakes turned away to this very day Some say they made England their lair Come and walk in Ireland Come and walk with us again We will walk your way and evermore say The prayers of a true Irishman On a hill in the town of Armagh You can still hear the sound from afar The songs of a man Who saved our sweet land Patrick, the true Irish bard Come and walk with us again In the hills of Ireland We will walk your way And evermore say The prayers of a true Irishman Hey, that was terrific. Thank you. Absolutely terrific. Thanks so much. And I love the thing about the snakes. Going yeah. back to, that's terrific. What was it, Hedgerow? Hedgerow. Now, did you ever have a production of that anywhere? Or? We did, yeah. It was in Westmont. Oh, we sure. Had, there's a little theater there we used, and it was all kids. You know, the yeah. young, I wrote it for kids. Yeah, yeah. So that was my idea, I think, with musicals years ago was that kids don't there's a lot of schmaltzy plays for little kids. Yes. And I, Charlie I just, Brown. Yeah, I just yeah. don't really like, I wanted to give them something they'd be proud of, something serious, yeah. funny too. Yeah. And so I wrote <clears throat> this story, which I've always loved, the idea of underground school. It was kind of like Riverside too. Sure. Kind of underground school. Yeah, on the yeah hedgerow. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And how many kids were in it? Uh, that one was probably close to 40. Holy cow. Did you direct this? Yeah, I, I Oh, wrote it, man, that's a wrote all the music, duty. directed it. Yeah. So huh. I've written nine musicals. Good for you. So those are that's kind of something I love to do. Yeah. And it's been a real blessing. Yeah. To work with the kids and musicians, and um, we used to play live. Like we now I'm recording more. Yeah. But I'd have my band come. Oh yeah. Not the Great Whiskey Project, but another band. And yeah. we'd play live for the musical, which was oh, one of my cool. favorite things to do is sure. to play in the pit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Are you going to do a revival of it or anything? Or Yeah, I mean, just like I think when you begin writing, you need to go back and edit. So I think I'll revisit the hedgerow and just kind of see if the story is still holding up in my imagination. And, yeah. But I'd like to redo all the plays. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny you bring up St. Patrick because I'm a writer myself. Yeah. And... Uh, I have a novel in the back of my head here that I've been kicking around. It's called The Locutionist Daughter. Mm. You know what a locutionist is? Yeah. Someone who a saint speaks through. Right. And um, it's about a reporter for the Sun-Times, which I was at one time. And he meets a, a man in Ireland who, in the back of a pub who claims to be a locutionist, and everybody just thinks he's the town drunk. <laughs> and it turns out he is... Uh, elocutioning St. Patrick. Oh. And he predicts the Kennedy assassination and he predicts a series of events. Connected to the Irish? Connected to the Irish. Oh, interesting. And they're eating him up and then he predicts that Ireland's going to have a gay prime minister, T-Shark, Leo Vardikar, <laughs> and they kill him because of it. Uh, that's kind of the crux. Wow. Uh, you know, because I think Ireland has gone 
to complete shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. so that's the arc of the novel, if I ever get around to writing it. And, and the daughter he falls in love with, of course, and, you know, there's a romance. And um, But so it's interesting that you bring that up. It's kind of like Hedgerow and all the mystique and everything. And mm -hmm. one of the things this show does... We dedicated this show to Irish first responders, our cops, firefighters, paramedics, and nurses, because we think they're the modern-day equivalent of our ancient mythological Irish warriors. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and in many ways, they are, uh, especially now they're going through hell. But I love Irish mythology, mm. and I, I want to someday see... Hedgerow, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. I think you I think you dig it. I would. I just dug the song. It was <laughs> terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Got any more? You, you have I, up your sleeve. How are we doing on time here? Oh, okay. We got plenty of time. I mean, I have another one from that show. Sure. I don't know. I figure since your your show's Hibernian, yeah, that it makes sense maybe to play some. This is um, Hibernian is the Latin word for Irish Ireland. Yeah. Oh, you know the one's funny. That last song I played, yeah, I played it in the wrong key. So if anybody noticed, <laughs> I didn't know that. If anybody noticed that on the chorus, my voice went low, which you normally don't do on the chorus. I played okay. it in the wrong key anyway, okay. and I wrote it. For Never apologize. I wrote Never it for apologize, kids. Apologize, Peter. I know the that's kids a, don't know the difference. <laughs> that's and I my, don't either. That's what my assistant always tells me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, stop apologizing. Is that Manta? Yeah, she's a doll. Yeah, she's absolutely great. crazy. She's helped. A, yeah. She's helped a lot. Yeah. Okay, so. I think you'll like this one. This is called The Hero Song. The Hero Song. To the heroes of blessed Ireland We will raise our glasses high Their names impressed on the hearts of men Their songs will never die We remember the name of Shane O'Neill, how he set the fire alight. They could see it blaze from old Armagh in the shadows of the night. He had freed the island from the Englishmen when he lived in peace from war. But the Scotsmen found him drunk one night and put him to the sword. But we sing of O'Neill, though his time wasn't long. Now he lies in Antrim's field, and we sing the hero's song. There was Hugh O'Donnell who was put in jail, just a boy of fourteen years. But he climbed down the walls, ran from Dublin town, and he dried his mother's tears. We remember hope in Rory O'More, how he won our land again. Greatly set the standard on towers high, to the shout of many men. Your way fury woe, with it came a mighty throng. Freedom then fell and broke, but we still sing the hero's song. Rising now in the moonlight, wild hearts can't be 
the heroes of our home and we'll sing their song again. We'll remember the heroes of our home and we'll sing their songs again. Bravo! So, <laughs> Peter Searby, that was terrific. Thank you. That's great stuff. The he Irish heroes are the stuff, is, and that's stuff that kids should learn at a young age, you know? Yeah. And instill that patriotism uh, and proud pride of, of Irish culture in them. God bless you for doing that. Thank um, you. And so on January 13th, will you be doing stuff like this with the band and everything? And Yeah, yeah some of these songs, the idea is to play some songs from musicals. Yeah. And then some songs from the bands. Yeah. So Great Whiskey Project. Basil and the Rathbones, and then I'll have a few of my own personal songs scattered in. Do you have one. CDs available or anything like that? Um, not yet for Basil. I mean, Great Whiskey has one. Oh, sure. Basil wants to make one. We want yeah. to make one. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, songs on the internet, okay. some on Spotify, oh, okay. some on uh, yeah. something called Reverb Nation. Okay. So I, I, I put my songs out on, online. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have a family of your own? Do you have children? No, I'm I'm actually single. Okay. I'm a, <laughs> so well, you'll I'm, get lucky once this show comes out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> no, it was actually just a moment in my life where I saw a, a vocation. Yeah. In the Catholic Church, um, with a group. It's a group called Opus Dei. Oh, sure. And so I'm a, a single member. Good for so you. So you sort of live in a sort of brotherhood. They have the big. Is it out north somewhere? There's a huge. What's that gigantic place they all have Sunday services? Uh, maybe oh, St. Mary of the Angels. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and I used to go there, but, uh, yeah. Billy I, worked at Catholic Radio for years and years and years. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just on uh, Relevant Radio. Oh, yeah, it was Relevant Radio. That's where you were. Promoting the show, and I'm friends with Father Rocky. We go way back. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was very nice of him to have me on Oh, cool. There. Yeah. Now he's on TV, right, Father Rocky? I thought he was. Uh, no. no, he's the head of Relevant Radio and oh, just has his own okay. program on there. Yeah. Uh, the Rosary. He has uh, the Family Rosary. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great, great stuff. Uh, get out there, folks. January thirteenth. How do they get? To, well, they just call the Heritage Center. Or they go to my website. Oh, that's a better spot because of the Heritage Center. They'll screw that up. PeterSerby.com. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Sir S E A. R B Y Peter S E A B Y dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I mean, want to get everybody out there. Now, if somebody oh, wanted to get sure. their kid into your camp, do they have to be homeschooled or do, what's the deal? Um, they'd probably have to be homeschooled unless the during well, because the because it's during the yeah. It's during the day. Unless uh -huh. there's I've there's been a rare occasion where a school realized that a certain boy it would be ah, good for him yeah, to have yeah. this brotherhood experience in the yeah. arts and the outdoor. And so they've let him go like one day a week. Oh, cool. I'd yeah. love for more schools to see that, Yeah, uh, that it's nice to kind of just get out, do something different uh, during the week. But um, so. Can you hook up with any of the Catholic schools? Yeah, that's that's part of, I mean, we're growing. This is 10 years now. Yeah. And so we're starting to, feel out who would be a good partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, homeschoolers are hard to find. You know, they're, they're kind of hedge schools in their own right. So They it's are, and it's, a, it's like a secret society as well. I know some people who, who you know, homeschool their kids and everything, and uh, they're very protective of the whole thing, and, and as they should be, but uh, yeah. 
it's a different thing. And, and you know what? Their kids are always a lot smarter than any other kid that went to school. Well, that, you know? that's the good thing I think about Riverside is that I think a lot of boys are not meant to be with mom all day. Yes. And yeah. so it's... Ain't it the truth? Homeschooling's uh-huh. good, but a lot of these moms, they the end dads know that these boys need to have a like a brotherhood. Yeah. And so that's what we try to do at Riverside is to provide that that yeah. landscape of adventure that's and cool. imagination. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So... Um, well, I, you asked me a question. I don't know if I answered it, though. How would people get involved? Yes, like, how would they? We also have a theater program. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's also during the day as well. Summer camps are a big one. So yeah. if people are looking for outdoor adventure camps, a creative arts camp, a musical to be involved with, yeah. then they could check us out, and that's open to everybody in the summer. And where do you do that, in Lamont? We actually do creative arts camp at Wheaton Academy. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then we actually are trying to find a new location for our what are called our ranger camps. Oh, cool! Um, Is that like the older kids? No, no, it's there's one camp for like eight to ten, and then there's another camp for older, yeah, older kids. And yeah. we're just trying to find a better camp location. Yeah. So, yeah, if anybody out there knows of one, sure, let sure. Me know. <laughs> Well, the whole thing is just cool as hell, I think. It's Thank just terrific. You. And we wish you all the best with it. Come back. Oh, yeah. And tell us to. how it's going and everything. And, <laughs> sure. and uh, I'll try and get over there on Saturday, January 13th. Oh, I'd love to have you. Although the Heritage Center, there's a lot of Hooli haters there. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. We did, we did a radio show there for three years, and they found out that I voted for Trump, and they wanted to crucify me, oh, and they no. kicked us out. Yeah. Yep. So be careful. Um, anyway, Catch the Spark is the name of the book. Catch no, the Spark. Casting Fire. Oh, Casting is Fire. The book, I'm sorry. Catch, casting uh, Fire is the name of the book. Catch the Spark is the name of the show. That's right. An evening of words and music with Peter Searby and special musical guest, The Great Whiskey Project, who we love, Basil and the Rathbones. It's January 13th, 2024 at 7 p.m., Irish American Heritage Center, uh, or go to petersearby.com. Mm-hmm. Just terrific, terrific. One more tune before we go. Oh, sure. You got one another one up your sleeve? Yeah, I could okay, do how one. How are we doing on time? Um, we're okay? okay. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So this one, um, this is, a, I wrote a musical called The Legend of Coyote Cow. And it's about Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Yeah. And this is something that Annie Oakley sings. So it's a girl that sings it. Yeah, yeah. So this is about how the Wild West is fading away. And what used to be real is now just a show. Some days I hear an old song About an old way That is long gone Long rides on a good trail in the bad land where the wolves wail. Sunset in the wild west, all our heroes we have laid to rest. Just listening 
while the coyotes sang. Lonely, singing this western love song. I hope it won't be the last run. Cowboy life is all done. Good night, hope it won't be the last show. Riding on a new road, seeking out where I don't know. Terrific. Now, how, do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 47. God damn, you've done a lot of great musical stuff and theater, and you've written how many plays? Nine. Holy cow. Yeah. So That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But you, you, have you gone through the theater? I mean, I went through the theater and hated it. You no, know? that's the funny thing is, is that I grew up... Um, uh, Theater was always this group. I was playing basketball yeah, good. and stuff, and I, I just didn't connect... Um, with them as well. Yeah. I got into theater through a back alleyway through song. Oh, good. So I started writing songs, and I realized a lot of the music I love is not always represented in musicals. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, well, I want to write, and I love stories. I sure. love stories growing up. So I said, I just want to start writing my own mm. that have like cowboy songs, yeah, Irish yeah. songs. Cool. So that that was the idea. Well, you're very good at it. I can tell you that. Thank Catch you. the spark. January Saturday, January thirteenth at the Irish American Heritage Center. Our now good friend Peter Searby with special musical guests, the Great Whiskey Project, and Basil and the Rathbones, and then they can learn more about everything that night. So thanks so much for coming by, pal. Thank you. Good job. And we'll be right back after these messages from our friends on Hibernian Radio. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over ninety years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. 
Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey, everybody. This is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847 872 0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com Irish American News we've always been green Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day so they shouldn't have to risk their hard earned dough in any get rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz and good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's, and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew, and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back, too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. And we are back. Hey, Pete Searby, big-time, big-time talent. Check him out Saturday, January 13th at the Irish American Heritage Center. Just terrific talent and great to meet him. All right, you know, uh, Billy, whenever I'm walking down Western Avenue, look in the window of Ken's, Wrongs, Hearts, and those great Irish saloons, I see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist. He says to me, hey, holy, who die? This has been a rough week. Two very good friends of mine died. P.J. O.D. at the age of 97. Uh, many of you know him as the legendary GAA star for football and hurling. He used to tell my sons he was the Walter Payton of Ireland. Uh, sure going to miss him. And uh, he was our Obit Scout for, year, what, 15 years anyway. He was our Obit Scout. Now our Obit Scout is Tom Downs. Tom, stay healthy. Uh, but PJ, 97 years, and when people ask what he died of, I say, oh, it's nothing serious. Anyway, he got, he's in heaven now. And I'm saying, PJ, send me those lotto numbers, will you? He's such a great friend. And then another great friend, Dick Haggerty, died. And Dick went to Ireland with us six or seven times. Just a terrific guy. And his uh, brother Billy is a good friend. And his, his daughter Katie and his cousin Mike, Mike Haggerty, Buick GMC. So 
he's another and a, and a champion of Irish culture who was so good to us in Hibernian media and God bless Dick Haggerty he's in heaven I'm sure so Dick send me those lotto numbers okay also Joe Murphy of the Chicago Police Department Joe is a beloved husband of Patricia loving father of Joseph M Chicago Fire Department and Colleen who is a dentist uh, Joe's a lifelong Chicago and graduated from St. Sabina Leo High School in Chicago State and St. Zavs Proud Marine from 1967 to 69, a Vietnam veteran of four combat tours who won two Purple Hearts. He joined the Chicago Police Department in 1970, where he loyally served the citizens of Chicago until his car accident in 2005 that left him with a spinal cord injury and returned to duty as a civilian in the role of Deputy Director of Forensic Services and Evidence and Recovered Property, and he remained in that position until his death. When he was in the detective, detective division, he believed that he was the voice of the victim who could no longer speak for themselves. God rest his lovely soul, Joe Murphy, CPD. Joseph T. Dowling, Chicago Fire Department, retired United States Air Force veteran, age 90. Beloved husband of Shirley Dowling, loving father of Joe, John, Jean, Jim, Janet, uh, uh, the arrangements were handled by Sheehy's Billy, where all the right people go. God rest his soul, Joe Dowling. Patrick J. Walsh, 82, retired Chicago firefighter, beloved husband of Kathleen. Uh, Walt Patrick was an energetic, active man who spent his days rewarding others with his very positive attitude toward life. As a firefighter for 29 years, he was a self-giving engineer who performed diligently without question in lieu of flowers, Donations can be made in his honor to Misericordia. And as PJ would often say, he was one of the good ones. Elaine D. McNamara, 100 of Arlington Heights. Uh, she was preceded in death by her beloved husband, Richard McNamara, whom she married in 1946. Elaine was the loving mother of Steve, Jim, Tom, Bill, Susan, and Mary. And she was a woman of strong faith, adored by her family, always ready with a smile, and had great comedy timing. God rest her soul. And Mr. Lovely Soul, Eileen McNamara. James Michael Hanrahan, 93, preceded in death by his wife Marilyn, survived by his devoted wife Diane, loving father of Mary, Michael, Patricia, Robert, Kathleen, and Christopher. Uh, God rest his soul, James Michael Hanrahan. Joanne T. Dwyer, 92, Beloved wife of the late Thomas Dwyer, devoted mother of Robert, Diane, Thomas, Michael, Patrick, Kevin, Martin, Daniel, Linda, Debbie, Mary, and Kathy. She had 11 kids. Holy cow. Uh, uh, Joanne spent her 92 years building a strong family and cultivating a life full of love and a whole lot of laughter. Graduated visit, a graduate of Visitation High School. She passed away at home surrounded by her family. God rest her lovely soul, Joanne Dwyer. Dennis Murphy, 92, of Glen Ellen, Korean War veteran, passed away peacefully at home. Beloved, including his, oh, he was preceded in death by many relatives, including his beloved wife of 70 years, Joy Chambers Murphy. Uh, he was the beloved father of Bonnie, Beth, John, and Brian. He was a 65-year member of local 1701 International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, former Boy Scout leader and lifelong volunteer. He lived his life by this quote, do all the good you can in all the ways you can. We miss you, Dad. Memorial donations appreciated to Honor Flight Chicago. God rest his soul, Dennis Murray. 
Erin uh, O'Connor Driscoll, 85, beloved wife of James Driscoll, loving mother of Sean, God rest her soul. James O'Brien, 81, Air Force veteran, beloved husband of the late Joan, loving father of Jenny, uh, Bennett, and Meredith. Jim was a huge supporter. Uh, Jim was a huge supporter of Special Olympics and a retired employee of Nabisco. God rest his soul, Jim O'Brien. Tom Esther Batty, get this one. Thomas Edward Hosty, age 79, of St. Joe, Michigan, formerly of River Forest, beloved husband of Susan for 55 years. Loving father of Thomas E. the Fourth, Joan, Edward, Luke, and Susie. Susie's our old friend. God rest his soul, Tom Hosty. Tom was a member of the Chicago Board of Trade and a proud graduate of St. Luke Fenwick High School and St. Norbert College. In lieu of flowers, donations to Tom's name would be appreciated. The Fenwick High School Fathers Club. Tom Hosty. God rest his soul. Dr. Therese Finn, age 72, beloved wife of John Marsalek. God rest her soul, Dr. Finn. Edward J. McClory, United States Marine Corps, beloved husband of Beth, loving father of Ryan, CFD, and dear brother of Michael, retired CFD. Uh, Daniel, Thomas, Peggy, the late William, and the late Patrick. Ed was a proud 2022 graduate of St. Zav's with a Bachelor of Arts degree. He's also a proud United States Marine veteran and a, veteran and a member of Local 399. God rest his soul, Ed McClory. We can wrap it up, Billy. Close up the crypt. I'll be right back after these messages from our friends. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150 we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. One hundred and ten years ago, Roger Sheehy started his family business with his sons. Sheehy's have handled a lot of Southside Irish families since then, mine included. When my late brother Willie died, my brother Danny and I went out to meet with Bob Sheehy to discuss the wake and funeral. Bob and Jimmy Sheehy are quite simply the best. But there's something else about the Sheehy's. Willie was a bachelor. He died alone. The nurses at Northwestern gave me his belongings when I went to pick up his stuff after his death. They gave me his wallet, clothes, and some cash that was on him when he died. As Danny and I discussed what suit to bury Willie in, I handed the cash, 88 bucks, to Bob Sheehy, and I said, put this in his pocket before the wake. Danny looked at me funny, and I said, just some walking around money in case he needs it wherever he's going. But Bob Sheehy said, of course. He knew I was grieving in my own way for probably my favorite brother. I'll never forget that. Sure, the Sheehy's were great through the whole thing, and as I did Willie's eulogy at Christ the King, I saw Bob standing in the back of the church, 
laughing along with the rest of our family as I told some willy tales out of school. I will never forget that. And when I die, I know my old friends Bob and Jimmy Sheehy will be keeping an eye out for me and my family. They are the best in the business. The Sheehy's been helping Irish families on the South Side for a long, long time, just like their father and grandfather before them. Sheehy, where all the right people go. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News. We've always been green. Hey folks, Charlotte Houlihan here. Did you know that Hibernian Radio is now streaming worldwide on Global Irish Radio? Every Saturday night at 7 p.m. or 1 a.m. in Ireland, yes, the Irish are always way ahead of us. Check it out at globalirishradio.com or capital G-I-R dot I-E. Fox's is the best pizza in Chicago and everybody knows that. For three generations, Fox's has been cooking up the most delicious za known to man. If you want to have some, you got to go south to Orland Park, where Fox's started in 1973, over 55 years ago, at 143rd Street and Ravinia Avenue. And also south to Mokina, where Fox's started in 2006, 187th Street, just west of Wolf Road. Go south to Fox's. And guess what? Both locations offer the greatest pizza in the history of the world, but also live music every Friday and Saturday at both Orland Park and Mokina at no extra charge. Go south to Fox's. Your mouth will thank you and your ears and eyes will thank you too. You gotta love that Fox's pizza. Go south to Fox's in Orland Park and Mokina. Pick up or delivery. You can't beat Fox's pizza. So go south. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Deep, deep in deep, the south deep. side of Chicago. Get me out of here. So deep, deep, deep. All the way up to 93rd Street. Get me out of here, please. Across the tracks. Where they only spoke yakky dot. Oh. And the people barely survived on a strict diet of crunchy bunks and bamboo. Hey, man, you want another drink? Yes. Can I get you two? This yeah. This is almost 70 years we're talking. 70 when years? The what? Oh. Something entered his cranium. His cranium? Right. And wormed around his frontal lobes and oh. took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Been placed on the other side of bunkers. Welcome. <laughs> crazy, silly, screwy. <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> Known as... Hooley Town. Welcome to Hooley Town. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Hooley Town. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, welcome to Hooley Town. Big thanks to Greg Holloman for that intro to Hooley Town. A quick little Christmas poem by an author unknown. 
You sit upon the toilet with everything prepared. You're feeling quite excited, but a little bloody scared. The huge amount of Christmas nosh has turned into a log, and now the fateful time has come to flush it down the bog. But first, you must expel the beast, and you start to strain. You bite down on a piece of wood to take away the pain, but oh my God, it's bloody huge. It's like you're giving birth. You sweat and push and swear and shake and strain for all you're worth. And then that magic moment comes that fills your soul with cheer. A turd the size of King Kong's arm emerges from your rear. And like a bomb, it hits the pan, thus lightening your mood and making the room inside your guts for more Christmas food. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year, too. God bless you all. We'll see you next week on Hibernian Radio, and God bless PJ O'Day and Dick Haggerty. Well, I looked down the road, and I wondered, yes, I wondered, oh, Lord, I wondered, well, I looked down. Shoes.